episode 59. Shall we have some wine? Shall we plop ourselves into the bath like a swine, a pig swimming in its own muck, indulging ourselves with the Potvision podcast? This is episode 59. What an episode. I'm coming to you now from a bedroom. I'm alone. I've got no socks on, but I'm wearing slippers. No one is watching me. I can do what I want. But I'm sat here editing the podcast and thinking about the listeners. Where are they now? Are they waking up first thing in the morning to hear my voice? Are they on their way to work? Are they at work peering into their desktop screens? Are they looking through photos of me on the internet? If so, why? What drives you to this? Are you trying to put a face to my voice? Fine, do so. Screenshot said image. Set it as your <laughs> desktop background. If this is the first episode you've ever downloaded, um, I doubt we're ever going <laughs> to get a download from you again, though nonetheless. Farewell, dear friend. Farewell. It's your fault for starting at episode 59. Listeners, one episode this was. It was funny. Uh, there's some really exciting things. I'm proud of this one. If anything, more proud of in this episode than any other episode that came before for some reason if you've not done so already why not uh, leave us a review leave us five stars it really helps the boys out if you'd like to support the show further and get exclusive content you can go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision have a peek around the things there the pottervision boys are on tour in the coming year we'll be doing some live tour dates where we do our live sketch show on stage perhaps you'd like to come or buy tickets for it as a christmas or holiday present for someone else you can visit pottervision.com for a list of tickets and tour dates all on there anyway why must i go on and on and on and on this is episode 59 to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we discuss it. Isn't that nice? Today we're on episode 59, we're on the Goblet of Fire, chapter 2, The Scar. Tom, how are you? I'm well. Ooh, that's nice, isn't it? I'm a man. Yeah? Bones, muscles, sinews, veins, organs, skin, eyes, teeth. The teeth are bones that come out of the body. Yes. They can come loose. They help chew food, Mm. along with their good friend Saliva, (laughs) who needs no introduction. Hello, father. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Lucas. How are you? I'm all right. I have many of the attributes that you have skin, bone, sinews, etc. I wouldn't say that. You're a ghost. Hey? <laughs> well, have any of the have listeners. I got, I, I got to be the one to tell you. Am I, is, this, is this my sixth sense moment? It's my sixth sense moment. You don't have the sixth sense. <laughs> I do. No, but the bit where he suddenly realises and sits on his couch. I'm dead. Oh, I thought people had been ignoring me for an hour and a half, but I'm dead. 
<laughs> Coronation chicken. Coronation chicken. Uh, to be honest, Bruce Willis has the wrong reaction, right? Because... Bruce Willis has got the wrong trousers, Gromit. He's got the wrong reaction, Gromit. If I realised that I was dead, I'd be elated because I'd be like, oh, it suddenly makes sense. I thought my wife was ignoring me. I thought my wife was having an affair. Food's going through me, not into me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm eating food. It just plops through my body onto the floor. I'm walking through walls. That's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Oof, I'm wow. getting on the bus for free. <laughs> but why is my wife ignoring me? It all makes sense now. I can sit on my sofa, though. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Potter Vision Podcast. Potter Vision Podcast, Bruce Willis, Die Hard, Harry Potter. Very similar. He got there with Snape. Snape, exactly. <laughs> That's your uh, Kevin Bacon moment, isn't it? Through Hans Gruber. Have you played that game? See, I don't know enough films to play the game. There's a Kevin Bacon thing. I know. <laughs> well, maybe the audience doesn't bloody know. <laughs> Never mind, audience. I was about to tell you, but Tom knows. They know. They know. They know about and Kevin if, Bacon. And if you don't know, right, at Lucas Kirkby, message him privately. <laughs> I'll tell you. If you want to learn about the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. For the remainder of the podcast, I will simply name the topic. I'll look up to Tom. If he nods, mm -hmm. I'll continue. If he shakes his head, you can just talk to me online and I'll talk to you about it privately. We are giving away some more vouchers for <laughs> conversations with Lucas. Stick around to the end of the show. No one has claimed the first two that were available last week. Uh, I think I've racked up about four hours worth of conversation vouchers. Forgive me, what have you been up to? Tom, I'll tell you what, first thing, uh, last week we revealed that Damp has returned. This week I've actually got some good bloody news. My mum was very helpful, sorted out this bloke. And uh, we thought the plaster would have to come off all the chimney breast. But he came in, he said, look, I can inject it with stuff. It should be fine. So we oh. sp he spent a day injecting it, scraping the half, scraping the bricks around the side. He says, "I'm gonna. it's going to take four weeks to dry, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to touch up the paintwork, and then you're done. What a lovely injection. Oh, Wouldn't um, it be nice if all your problems could melt away from injection? Uh they can. What problems do you have, Lucas? Oh, um, I don't know. I, can, I have, have trouble getting to sleep. What if I was to come in every night yeah. with a needle and I put it in the base of your spine yeah. and inject it and it sent you to sleep? Wouldn't that be nice? That would be so lovely. I tell you what, it scares me, the spine, injecting the spine. No, no, that's your only option, you seven. You're not being butter. <sighs> Children well, listen to this. <laughs> They don't want to be thinking. They don't know what a buttock is. They don't want to be thinking of your ripe Christmas puddings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? I've been on tour with Potter Vision. Have uh, you? You wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been good, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been nice. I've been out and about. I've been uh, living my life. Yeah. I've, been, I've had time to think. Do you know what I've been thinking? <laughs> Go on. I'm thinking about you. Have you? What have you been thinking about me? You're getting old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can be doing this much longer. No, no. Because a little notification told me the other day, a yeah. little birdie told me that you've recently had a birthday, haven't you? I've recently had a birthday, listeners. You turned? I turned 27. 27 years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I am sat in front of an old man. <laughs> I'm hunched over with my arthritic fingers, my memory fading away. He's got a Frey Bentos pie sat on his knee. He's an old man. A little tin of spam as well. Little t- he's an old man. I'm an old man. I'm an ickle old man. How, how like you... Frank Bryce last week, but he's dead. How did, how did you celebrate your birthday, Frank? Well, well, I had Martina with me. So Martina was with me, and uh, we went for a lovely meal, and then we just had a quiet evening in, it's been a bit of a busy week, um, because, uh, well, it's just been a crazy week, so then we had a lovely quiet evening watching uh, The Great British Bake Off. Speaking of which, we had a celebrity guest at our show in Liverpool, didn't we? Yes, for I was performing. (laughs) Tom was performing, and we had somebody in the Royal Box, a celebrity Mm. guest, it was... Lizzie from Bake Off. Lizzie from Bake Off. Lizzie from Bake Off. In the recent series, I think she got down to the final five. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, forgot to take a picture with her. Uh, yeah. But it was definitely her. Yeah. She's from Liverpool. She's got very distinct hair. It was her. It was her. It was her. Uh, yeah, it's been good, the show, hasn't it? We've now finished for the year. Mm. We're going to have a little winter break, a little Christmas break. Winter break. Christmas break. And then we're back, uh, starting from the 19th of January. We've actually got a bigger leg in 2022. Uh, we did eight shows, but we've got ten coming up. We've just added Swansea, Leeds, Denby and Leicester. We're going to be at the Leicester Comedy Festival. All added to the uh, six other dates we've got booked in. It's a bigger leg. Listeners, won't you imagine a big fat leg? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be limping. Because the second leg is bigger than the first, listeners. My leg's going to be in a wheelbarrow. (laughs) It's got gout. It's big. It's a big leg. Yeah. 365 days have passed around this earth. And you've been waking up for all of them. Yes, I have. That's true. Bathing. Driving a car. Eating food. Yeah. Visiting your old pal Ronald. McDonald, Ronald McDonald, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. Driving around, your leg clamped down on that accelerator in the car. Yeah, yeah. Speeding around the A roads, doffing your hat to passers-by. <laughs> I'm yeah. aging, everyone. I'm aging. That's what you say anytime you're in a car. That's what I say anytime I'm in a car. That's what I do. You ask me to stop, but you are, aren't you? You're an old man. Yeah, it's the reason I bought the convertible. But because it's a special occasion, yeah, 27 years old, I thought, why not do something special for it? So yeah. I've, um, I've prepared a card and a gift. A card and a gift! Oh, this is nice. Hey. There's your oh. card. Listeners, I hope you do this too. Always open the card first. Here we go. It's even got... Well, two big balloons and then a little balloon and my name on it and I've just spat on it by accident. Always open the card first because you don't know whether the message will be nice or nasty. Exactly. Sometimes you'll open the present and you'll be like, oh, that's nice. Then you open the card and it'll say, F off. Yeah. Uh, Stuff your giblets up your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that effect. And like with any card... Sometimes, if it's from your nana or someone, there may be money in it. There may be a voucher. But you have got to utilise your concentration. You have got to stare into the words and not let your eyes fall on the notes that are in there. Mm. Go bananas on your birthday. It's a big banana. That's nice, isn't it? 
Oh, dear Lucas, what a lovely year to have a birthday. You're the hardest working man I know. Oh, that's nice. I hope you live to be a hundred years old. Love from Tom, in brackets, the host of the Pottervision podcast. <laughs> Just so I can differentiate him from all the other Toms in my life. <laughs> and then, ladies and gentlemen, there are not one. There are not two, three, four, five, but six kisses on this. <laughs> a kiss for every four and a quarter years. Thank you very much. And... Hey, I'm excited to give you this. Oh, this is exciting. Thank you. It's in a gift bag and it's in parcel tape. Parcel tape? Uh, Not no, parcel, parcel tongue. <laughs> parcel paper. Oh, Ooh, what's this? This is a... Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't even describe what's happening here, listeners. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is referring to something that happened in a show once. You haven't said what it is. You are? Can I, though? Well, you can't tell the scene, but you haven't said what the uh, what's in your hands. So, in my hands is a drawing. It's a frame, it's a, isn't it's it? A frame. It's a framed painting. A framed painting. Uh, you that, that's all you have to say? That's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> it alludes to a particular show that we cannot talk about. Uh, but it's very lovely. <laughs> I'll treasure that forever. I've always said that you don't have much artwork up at your house, haven't I? You've always said it. And now, I, I feel like this is definitely uh, a downstairs loo thing. Fuck off. What? Downstairs yeah. loo. Well, that's something to look at while you're... Uh, no, 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 year seven. Mantelpiece. Not mantelpiece, but, you know. Lou is a disrespectful place for a oh, bit sorry, of artwork. Sorry. Poo particles in the air. <laughs> farts. Yeah, farts, yeah. Wee wee smell. Yeah, wee wee smell. Not art not no. expensive artwork. No. So, where do you think I should put that? Mantelpiece. In the front door. On the front door. <laughs> in front of the house number, there'll be that wonderful picture my goodness listeners do you agree about putting artwork in a bathroom because i was in a restaurant once and they yeah. had a big canvas with a lion painted on it That's nice. and it was for sale and it yeah. was above the toilet in the bathroom this was a canvas oh yeah not for sale right and it was for sale for yeah. like a couple hundred quid or something yeah. oh yes please <laughs> that's where i do all my shopping in the bogs <laughs> Bog artwork to me should be something you pick up at B and M's. Yes, exactly. That's brilliant. Who painted this? If you don't mind me asking, Robert. Robert, who did our poster? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I will treasure that for the rest of my life. I'm not sure who I could show this to. Martina. Martina. Daddy. I can show Martina. I can show me. Tell what we should do. We should do a special <laughs> Patreon episode. Because what the painting is, listeners, something happened while we are on tour. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that was so shocking, something so frightening, that yeah. we have not been able to tell anyone. Yeah. Because... Uh, <laughs> we can't. We can't describe it. <laughs> we can't describe it. Something happened during a live performance. Yeah. And it was just so, I don't know unusual and so what we'll do we'll do a special patreon episode where we'll describe what happened and we'll put up the painting 
I still don't know if we can do that. Uh, I feel like that's false advertising. But brilliant. But also, this painting, there's something on this painting that didn't happen, but we uh, we like to talk about. <laughs> Tom is searching the painting for what, ooh, what, what, what's on this painting that didn't happen. And we can't say any more than that, but that is a wonderful gift. For you said we were joking that that would have happened. Yes, we were joking that that wouldn't have Well, that was more likely than that happening. <laughs> it is, listeners, it is, listeners. Well, thank you so, so much. I'll pop this over here so uh, I don't accidentally uh, knock it over. Or something. I've been, I thought of that. I was like, I'm going to get that done the day it happened. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, what a gift! Thank you so much. And I wanted to tell you immediately. Yeah, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. No, no. So you've you've kept that for uh, for a couple of months, really, haven't you? <sighs> kept it quiet. Yeah, yeah, seven. Tom, on that lovely note, cryptic note from us. Are you ready for a chapter two rundown? Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 2, The Scar. Harry wakes up from the nightmare. Oh, my scar's hurting. Ooh. And he's trying to remember the dream. What was happening? Voldemort was there. Wormtail was there. Who was the old man? They want to kill me. What's going on? Oh, I'm a bit scared about all this. Who am I going to tell? Hermione's going to be too whatever about it. She's going to want me to ring Dumbledore. Ron's going to not have a Scooby-Doo. Who do I talk to? Why not Sirius? So he gets his pen and paper out and he writes a lovely letter. He says, Sirius, Dudley's on a diet. I've also been getting these, uh, my scars hurting. Decides not to tell him about the dreams. Don't know why. And then he gets up and gets ready for his breakfast. Chapter two, The Scar. What a lovely chapter. What a chapter. I love the chapter. Oh, it was nice, wasn't it? First chapter, Voldemort. Second chapter, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is awoken in an awful state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart racing, he's sweating, bad dreams. Mm. I know the cause of this. Curry. Curry. He's had a curry. I've been there many times myself. Night before, he's had a big old curry. Yeah. Naan, poppadoms, yeah. bargy, rice, a whole curry. Now his stomach is bloated. He's gone to bed. He's sweating. He's freaking out. Calm down, Harry. Yeah. It will pass. This is curry. <laughs> this is curry. <laughs> I went down the cheese angle. I thought maybe he's had cheese. Big thing of camembert or something before bed. Anytime I bloat myself out with a curry yeah. before bed, I am setting myself up for disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be nice. No. It's not going to be nice, Lucas. No. Oh, the Listeners... Moderation. Yes. Calm down. Yeah. You do not need to eat four meals worth of curry yeah. in a sitting. Yeah. But that's just me. Just because you've ordered it doesn't mean you have to eat it all. Mm. Although that is wasting. It's a quandary. Yeah. I can't waste all this food, but I will get nightmares. Can't help it. I, I did the same it. thing last night with a Domino's pizza. Yeah. I meant to be eating healthily, but last night I ate a Domino's pizza. What? Was on it, may I ask? What were your toppings? Stuffed crust. It's on the pizza? No, on the oh, side. Okay. And mushroom. Stuffed crust. Now that's not bad, is it, for a pizza? A bit of mushroom. It's a vegetable. It's a fungus. Yeah, but 
garlic and herb sauce. No, it's I'm, a killer. I almost ate a whole big dip to myself. Oh, a big dip. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is a lot. For me... Looking I'm, down on me, everyone. I'm looking down on him. <laughs> He's looking down on me. I've got up out of my chair just so I could look down on him. He's placed a birthday crown atop his head. And he's peering down his nostrils at me. I've got a pair of elephant tusks that I've taped together. And I'm now sitting atop my ivory tower. Oh. A big garlic dip for just you. Trading in ivory. Now I'm looking down on you. Oh. (laughs) The tables have turned, listeners. Harry is running his fingers over his scar. Oh, yeah. Do you have any scars, Lucas? I've never asked you this before. Oh, I don't know. I do. Perhaps you got them in a traumatic incident and you'd love to tell all me and the listeners about it. I'd love to tell you. (laughs) I've got two scars that I know of. I've got a few um, chicken pox scars. So I had chicken pox when I was about two years old. If I shaved me beard off, you'd see I'd have a little white scratch there on my upper lip. Uh, and also, I've got... Now, I think I got these when I... Uh, you see, like... The he's little... got his whole arm out and he's flexing his big muscles. <laughs> you see these, like, lines here? I think I got these when I got tangled up in a rope in the sea when I was on holiday. <laughs> he thinks he got those when he was tangled up in a rope in the sea. He can't be sure, though. <laughs> no, I can't be sure that they're attributed to that, but I was on holiday once uh, with my family and, you know... There's a bit with the, you know, the boys that say, don't go further. <laughs> Not little boys. Not the boys. Don't come further than here. But he disobeyed them. He went further. Before he knew it, they had a rope round him. <laughs> They'd thrown him into the sea yeah. and left him for dead. His nose, his, his cheek brushed against his magic lamp. Genie came out and said, Lucas, yeah. you've got to say what your wish is. He couldn't. Genie bent the rules, yeah. and he brought Lucas to safety. Thank goodness I found that lovely raft with a tiger on it, like the life of Pi, and I got brought back. No, yeah, but it was the you know the rope that connects those boys that are like, don't swim past here, and a big wave happened, and I got like tangled in it and bled, I've got like bleeding arm. So there's that. Also, since the age of about seven, and I still have it to this day, I have uh, part of a pencil nib in my lower back. Because a, a friend uh, put a pencil, stuck, jammed it in between the cushions of a sofa, invited me to sit down. I did. And uh, the pencil went kind of up my lower back and I've got like a dark, a dark grey mark and a little lump and I could even feel it. Oh. Would you like to see? No. Have you ever been to the hospital over this? <laughs> no, never. Well, it's only graphite now, isn't it? If it was lead, I could have been, uh, I could have been in trouble. I don't know. But, but yeah. So those are my main, my main mm. scars. Tom, do you have any permanent embellishments on your body? I feel as though I've got a few. Have you? One on my finger for picking up one of my dad's power tools and turning it on. <laughs> a plane. Uh, <laughs> gash my finger open. I seem to remember us talking about that before. Yeah. Um, I've got one on my knee for uh, a loose Swimming pool tile in Spain. Oh, wow. Uh, the blood came pouring out. It's the shape of an entire eye. It's like the size of one of your eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then lastly, on my forehead, under my eyebrow, when I fell over abroad as a little boy. When he fell over abroad as a little boy. Hey, that could have been. You could have been the same little boy. 
that I got tangled up around. I might have been in Spain the same time as you. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I thought I also have a little... Uh, and that's from a splinter as well. Oh. From years ago. He's struggling to remember his dream. Oh, I hate that. Oh, he's woken up. What's happening? What 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 happened? Was I was I the man in the chair? Was uh, was I Wormtail? What was yeah. happening? Yeah. Write it down. Write it down straight away. He says he's struggling, but he seems to remember everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only going to fade away. It frustrates me because that happens to me. I'll have a dream, and it'll it'll be fading away as soon as I wake up. I say, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. And it goes, and it's like it's like catching something with bare hands through smoke. It's like catching smoke with bare, with your bare hands. Thank you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're in Gryffindor, but you don't sleep in our beds. <laughs> sleep in our beds. <laughs> Where do you sleep? We are referencing uh, in the film uh, Prison of Azkaban. Yeah. Um, Bem. A new student uh, says catching black would be like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. And we've never seen him before. I've been at this school for years and I've never seen you. <laughs> oh, you're bringing us down. Be quiet. Mm. Mm. Nice little description of Harry's bedroom. Oh, yeah. The author goes into detail of uh, everything that's laid about, you know. His yeah, yeah, yeah. chest is open. He's got books everywhere. And yeah. it's nice because in the past, Harry has had to, you know, keep his... Wizarding items um, all locked away, but now it's a nice little reminder of all the things he's involved in in Hogwarts. Yeah. His spells, his friends, Quidditch, all the lovely little things of the Wizarding world. It's fantastic. And every book, Harry gets an upgrade on his living arrangements. In the first book, he's in the cupboard. In the second book, he's up to the... Second best bedroom. Now he's got all of his magic stuff. Next next book, he's going to be up in the master bedroom. And it comes full circle because by the seventh book, he genuinely gets the house to himself. The Dursleys are forced to move out. No furniture, though. No furniture, though. If she makes an eight book, uh, mm. hopefully he'll uh, get Ikea in and have some chairs and tables. Yeah. Now, he's looking out onto the Privet Drive... And it's all quiet, isn't it? Right. Not even a cat, he says. Right. It makes me think, right, mundane things are so interesting if they're happening in the middle of the night. Yes. Looking out the window. What's he walking his dog at two o'clock in the morning for? It's suddenly very intriguing. A man walking Who's his dog. Who's saying that? Me. <laughs> I turn into a cockney at night. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just see somebody walking. What are they doing up at three in the morning? What's going on there? Yeah, I could hear people walking past, talking yeah. last night, and I was like, <gasps> voices. Yeah. 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever you get the knock at the door after, like, 8 p.m., you're like, who the bloody hell's this? Who's ringing me at 9 p.m. at night? It yeah. must be an emergency. Yeah. No, it's a cold caller. You've got an alley at the side of your house. Do you ever worry that people are down that alley? I know that people are down that alley Ooh. because things get put into my bins <sighs> that are not mine. I do not drink cans of lager, yet I find cans of lager. How many cans? One? Sometimes one, sometimes five or six. 
My suspicion was... Better than it being on the floor. Yes, I would say better than it being on the floor. And I don't mind because my bins are not normally overflowing, so mm. I'm not actually that bothered. But uh, my suspicion was it was a neighbour doing it for some reason. But maybe it's just somebody uh, you see, on the street. You see, this all stems from you reading all of those murder mystery novels. You yeah. think that everything has to be something suspicious around it. Not just some travelling, you know, vagabond who doesn't want to throw them at your window. He thinks, well, I'll put them <laughs> in his bin instead. Yeah. But you're thinking, right, my neighbour, his wife is telling him not to drink anymore. So what he's doing is putting his cans in my bin. No. That is very close to what I <laughs> did think. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they moved out now. I've got two new neighbours. But I you admit think. it, you read crime novels. Yes, not as much as I used to. I like to watch a lot of crime. I'm watching. See? And he's read the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. No, I've not read the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. But he's saving some for his retirement. I'm saving some for re- my retirement. He's thinking, my 60th birthday when I retire. Yeah. I'm going to read one of them. One of them. I'm going to read one of them. Yeah, no, well, at the minute, I'm on uh, BritBox. It's a fantastic streaming service. It's £5 a month to subscribe. It has all the old British programmes that I like to watch. And at the minute, I'm watching A Touch of Frost, which is a detective series with David Jason. Is Little Britain on there? Um, it might be, yeah. It's got all sorts of stuff. It's got League of Gentlemen, Psychoville. It's got, uh, it's got like Open All Hours. It's got every classic episode of Doctor Who, and it's only five pounds. There's loads of good stuff on it, and I think they've started making original drama. But overseas listeners, it's not available outside the UK. So why are we doing an advert for BritBox right now? <laughs> it's not a great advert, is it? Sign up to BritBox. It's not available outside <laughs> the UK. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's funny, you living your life, you've got a house, an alleyway, a bin. Yeah, you know? I have, yeah. Now you've got some artwork. Oh, yeah. What was your bedroom like when you were a little boy? Ooh, when well, I was a little boy. I can I can imagine it. Go on. Beanbag chair. No, I didn't have a TV. beanbag. TV. Yeah, TV. Computer. Pe- uh, posters on the wall. Um, electric light orchestra. <laughs> Uh, page three models, uh, pornography under his mattress, uh, kitchen roll everywhere. Am I anywhere close? No. <laughs> I tell you what, I used when I was a kid. I used to. How old? How old do you do you want the bed? How old did I think you were when you were a kid? Probably the ages of naught to <laughs> eighteen. But I, if I, I'm going to describe what my bedroom was like, what age do you want? 14. 14, right. I may have... St- mm. No, I probably had a normal bed by the time I was 14. Before then, I had one of those little ones with a ladder where underneath you had a little desk area, like a little office. A little office? A little office for a little boy. A little office for a little boy. Mother, these are office hours. Come see me. <laughs> what is it you want from me, Mother? You think I'm not pulling my weight around the house. Hmm... Well, I'll write it down and uh, I'll bring it up at a management meeting and I'll get back to you. But thank you. And then never, never action it. But yeah, I had a little bed with a telly. <laughs> Lucas's office hours. Uh, I had a bookshelf with books. I had a wardrobe with sliding mirrors in which were clothes. 
socks. Uh, but also, I had a box full of, like, uh, wigs and random things. He's a little boy. For me silly videos. He's a little boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I had quite a small room, I think. There was only really room for, like, the bed and the wardrobe and then a bit of walking space. But, it, you know, it was a palace to me. A bit of walking space. Puts on the wig, struts about, puts it back. Puts it back. Huh? A different wig for every day. Monday, ginger. Tuesday, pixie cuts. Mm. Thursday, bald cap. Wednesday's a day off. You might have noticed that. Friday, pink punk rocker, Mohican. Saturday, one of my favourites from the previous four days. And Sunday, normal hair. Day of rest. I was, I spent yesterday uh, thinking about some of the children that were horrible to me in my life. And I worked myself up into a right little anger. <laughs> yeah. And I think, <laughs> I don't know, some of it is still affecting me to this day. Yeah. And you saying wig really sparked something, because when I was like 12, yeah, maybe I was 11, I went trick-or-treating. Maybe too old to be go trick-or-treating. Listeners, if you're in year seven, stop yeah. going trick-or-treating. Yeah. You're too old. But I went as a punk. I wore a bald cap that had like uh, Mohican spikes. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Green Mohican spikes. Yeah. I went with my friend and some other kid on the street goes to me, <laughs> you look like a carrot. And I was like, yeah. if the leafage is all you have about the carrot, yeah. then I do not look like a carrot. Yeah, yeah. For my skin is white. Yeah. I'm a little boy in England. Yeah, yeah. My uh, The hair is green, so kind of. But it's that aggression that I did yeah. not care for when I was a child. No, it's not nice, is it? To strangers. I would never think of saying that to a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I do love that you went as a punk, because Halloween, you dress up as uh, things that are, that are horrible, scary. Vampires, ghosts, monsters. Oh, punks, people who like punk music. You're scary, you lot. I'd say they are. Yeah, yeah. Well. Spitting at audience members. <laughs> Biting off the heads of bats. Although I don't think Ozzy Osbourne's classed as punk. No. Heavy rock? Metal? What would you call No. Black Sabbath? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I never really did trick or treat. Well, because I was always on a drama camp residential on the October half term. And the woman who ran it didn't believe in Halloween. I mean, it exists, but she didn't like it. What is with... Listeners, on this side of the world, Halloween's a made-up holiday. Halloween's a made-up holiday. It's American. It's American. I know. Yeah. So what? Everything's made up. I know. What do you mean? What you? Oh, I only celebrate things that have been going for two hundred years. I used to get that in primary school as well. Yeah, yeah. Father's Day's not really a day. Father's Day's not really a day. It's only it's been made up by the card factories. Mother's Day's a real day. What do you want from us? Why can't Can we not you? celebrate our fathers? We love our fathers. Yeah. And our father figures and our guardians. Yeah. Why can't we celebrate them? Yeah, exactly. It's not a real day. I know. Well, You're people... killing me. <laughs> One of us is a bit angry today. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I will try and be a bit more sanguine for the rest of the rest of the podcast. But I agree with you. People like to poo-poo things for no reason. They poo-poo for the sake of poo-pooing. Halloween, it's a bit of fun. You dress up, you scare people, you knock on old people's doors and demand sweets. It's fun. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Stop poo-pooing it. I think I've already described my... I think every boy 
has a period in their life where they had their dream bedroom or maybe just a bedroom where it was at its best and then it went away. My best bedroom was when I had leopard print carpet. Yeah. Leopard print bedding. Yeah. And that's it. So you see, Tom loved EastEnders and his idol was Cat Slater. <laughs> he said, Mum, please, you see that dress she's got on? Can I have that as a duvet? Can I have that as my bed sheets? And they got me... <laughs> when they got me, like, you know, a bed sheet that wasn't just one of her hand-me-down dresses. Suffice to say, I was disappointed. <laughs> well, my friend... I said, this doesn't smell like fags and wine. <laughs> it smells like cotton. You make my mother. Now, my friend Jamie, who listens to this podcast... So, hello, Jamie, if you're listening. Hello, Jamie. Sc- school friend Jamie. Jamie, why won't you respond to us? <laughs> he speaks to me privately. Now, uh, he, on his ceiling when we were kids, he had these stick-on... Stars. Yeah, glow-in-the-dark glow stars, the dark. moons, blah, 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 right. And for me... Hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Stars, moons, what else? You, uh, you... Maybe planets? No. No, stars you... and moons. Stars and moons. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to big you up here, Jamie, with your, your ceiling decor. But it was stars and moons. Jamie, this is not looking good. <laughs> if you're expecting to get any clout from your stars and moons, imagine going into someone's adult bedroom and they had stars and moons on the ceiling. But this is the thing, right? So we became friends in secondary school, 11, 12, so yeah. on and so forth, right? And at that point, I was like, bloody hell, this is cool, isn't it? It's night time, but there's glow-in-the-dark stars and moons on the ceiling. But, you know, you just forget to take things down, don't you? When I was going to stay over when he was 18, he still had the stars and moons on the ceiling. (laughs) When are these coming down? (laughs) Now, Harry is troubled. The night before, he had an awful dream. Yeah. And he saw something distressing, Frank yeah, Price yeah. being murdered. Yeah. And he's woken up and his scar is hurting. But he can't tell anyone, right? Yeah. Who can he tell? He can't tell the Dursleys. He realises the Dursleys know nothing about his school life. Yeah. Because they don't want to hear about it. No, no. They don't want to know anything. Nothing personal about him, right? And what it reminded me of yeah. is work. Work! Because, listeners, as you know, when you go to work, these people know nothing about you. They don't care about your life outside. They don't (laughs) want you to speak or think about it. If they died, they'd replace you with another weird little boy. Just like the Dursleys would. Yeah, they would. (laughs) Do you think they would? That'd be interesting if Harry left, would they? Would they get somebody else in? No, that's That's weird. But yeah, Harry, right, he's like, oh, my scar hurts, oh, but that's not even what I'm worried about. I've broken loads of bones, I've nearly died a thousand times. Harry, you've got a headache. Why is that reminding you of you breaking your arm? Oh, yeah, I got a bit of a migraine, but don't worry, I've broke my leg three times. Why is he saying that as an internal monologue? I know. Oh, if you think I've not been through the works the past three years, I have. (laughs) I've broken arms, I've almost had my soul sucked out of me, I fell over, I trapped my finger in a door, Ripper bit me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, it just seems to be like, who are you trying to impress? You're talking to yourself. 
Oh, he knows we're listening. He knows we're listening. He looks out upon the drive and he's he's thinking, oh, Voldemort can't be here, can he? The last time his car burnt, Voldemort was nearby, but he can't be here in Privet Drive. Why the bloody hell not? He's been in a book. He's been on the back of your head. Back of someone's head. Oh, but he can't be in a two-bedroom semi. There's no way he'd come to a house. Impossible. Impossible for the man who's on the back of somebody's head and in a book. He could come through the letterbox. He could wisp his way. He's so tiny. Yeah. He could climb up the grooves of the door, slide through the letterbox, wiggle up the banister, climb into your mouth. He could return to his form of a soulless wisp. Go through the letterbox and up your nostrils, Harry. Of course he could be nearby. Ass! Ass! So, let me tell you something, please. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is thinking, what should he do? Could he consult his friends for help? Oh, and yeah. And he imagines what Hermione would say and then mocks her for what he, th- in his head, yeah. imagines. Yeah. Right? Report it to the headmaster, then consult a book. Yeah, sure, Oddball. That's great advice. How could a book help me now? Well, numbnuts, it's your only choice. Right. Though Harry is a typical <laughs> red-blooded male, isn't he? Yeah, he is. For when he gets ill, he doesn't want any help. No. The amount of times I've been on the edge of death. Yeah. And I can't be bothered to go to a hospital or call a GP. Because if you ring, if you try and call up a GP, you go, can I have an appointment to speak to a doctor? My GP goes, yeah, in a month. Do you get to book in advance? A little bit, yeah. For our doctors, GPs, I won't name them, but you should be ashamed of yourselves. You can only ring on Monday between 8 and 9 to get an appointment. You cannot ring on any other day of the week or at any other time. (sighs) And even then, you may not get an appointment if too many people ring up. And then you have to wait for another week. Do you want to know what the hack is? Go on. Ring 111. Ring one one one. Yeah, the non-emergency Ring them. hotline. They, you tell them you what's wrong with you, what ails you. Yeah, and then they will, uh, you know, sort you out. They'll go. Eh, well, I think uh, I think this is wrong with you. I'll uh, if it's if it's serious, they'll either say go to A and E, or they'll uh, get your GP to call you. I'll get your GP to call you. One one one, listeners. He then goes on to ridicule Ron. Oh, well, I'm not going to ask Ron, the dumb ass. Yeah. He's just going to be like, oh, don't know, uh, maybe I'll ask my dad. And then Harry goes, well, I don't think Arthur Weasley knows anything about curses. Not that I know of, anyway. Harry, he knows more than you, idiot. <laughs> He's a full-grown man. He's a fully-grown man just because he works. He assumes because he works in the, the Department for Muggle Artifacts. Which he, he knows nothing about. Which he knows nothing about. That he doesn't know about spells. Oh, Arthur is not going to know anything about curses. Maybe he does. You are about to get a lesson on the unforgivable curses this year. <laughs> Every adult wizard has maybe had that lesson, learning about Avada Kedavra. Harry's imagination runs wild. And right to Dumbledore. How could I have a right to Dumbledore? I don't even know where he is. <laughs> Though, I bet Hedwig could find him. Oh, definitely Hedwig could find him. And then he starts imagining Dumbledore on a beach somewhere, putting suntan lotion on himself. Harry, take a step back. <laughs> I know this is inside your own head, <laughs> but don't be thinking of that boy. Yeah. 
Yeah. He says he amused himself imagining Dumbledore rubbing sun cream into his long, crooked nose. Imagine looking across the room, Harry Potter's grinning. <laughs> what are you smiling at, Harry? Just imagining my head teacher rubbing sun cream into himself. <laughs> mm. oh. Well, it's my birthday. Um, <laughs> do you mind leaving? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come over and join us? We're having tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm on McGonagall now. I love these recap chapters at the beginning of the book. There's always one. This is the fourth time we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. The Weasleys are Harry's favourite family. Sirius is his godfather. Yeah, I know. I read that about two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> if you do not know, it recaps every book. Right, Harry Potter was no ordinary boy. He was a wizard. If you're on book four and you don't know he's a wizard, <laughs> get the Philosopher's Stone out. <laughs> if you cannot remember, who's this Harry Potter again? What's this bloody scar on his forehead? Serious? <laughs> who's that? You know, we have to we have to have a bit of fat shaming a Dudley. It's it wouldn't be the start of a Harry Potter book without it. And he he's slagging off he slagged off. Hermione, slagged off Ron. Slags off the Dursleys. Asleep was the... Uh, asleep was the way Harry liked the Dursleys best. Oh, wish them dead and be done with it. Mm. Oh, I wish they were asleep forever. What? <laughs> is, that what is that what you're saying, Harry? Asleep's the way I like the Dursleys best. Right, death wish, is that? <laughs> Wishing they were dead. You might as well just say it. You hate them. <laughs> they never say that about you, do they? Do they say that about you, Harry? That they wish you were asleep forever? No, I don't think they do. I think they just call you a little nit because you are. I wish my cousins and parents would go asleep forever. Mm. I'm thinking about that. Don't go about like that. Go back to thinking about your red teacher. Yeah. <laughs> what What have they ever done to you? Um, not taken me somewhere. And you want them dead, do you? I want. Dead! I wish they were dead. Little side note, which I found very interesting. Tell me. I was listening to the audiobook, and Stephen Fry, as we know, reads the audiobooks. When would you imagine that Stephen Fry began to record the audiobooks? After after how many books had been released, do you reckon, did he start doing the audiobooks? All of them. No. After book one, he recorded the audiobooks. I found that fascinating that Stephen Fry would take a chance or take a job. Well, I suppose it was 90s for him. He maybe wasn't that famous. But uh, he recorded the audiobook of Philosopher's Stone before Chamber of Secrets so was released. he did them one at, one at a time? One at a time, yeah, as they were being released. That fascinated me. I thought he would have done them all at once. Isn't that interesting? Because when, like, you know, they reached yeah, yeah. their peak, you know, popularity. Yeah, yeah, because they only really started going, like, mega... Popular was maybe this book and the fifth one. Maybe they they kind of went stratospheric. Oh yeah. But there's a real there's a funny interview with Stephen Fry, and he's embarrassed about this. Is he says he recorded the Philosopher's Stone, did the audio book, mm. and then he had a chat with J.K. Rowling where she was like, "Oh, I, I love what you've done with the audio book. I think it's brilliant." And she goes, "Oh, I, he goes, how are you getting on?" He goes, "She goes, oh well, I've uh, I've just finished writing the second book," and he turns to her and he goes. Good for you. 
not knowing that they'd be such a success. Oh, like, yeah. almost being, like, a bit patronising. Like, good for you, Ryan, another one. Well, she didn't know either. No, she didn't, but it just made, it just made me laugh looking back. <laughs> good for you. Having another go. Proud of Bless you. him. I also read another bit where he... Uh, I saw an interview with him where he tried to, like... He couldn't pronounce something. Let's say it was too many P's in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he called J.K. Rowling up and he was like, can I just say something else? And she went, no. <laughs> Smell here. Imagine that stood in the recording studio. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew's pot of pans. Peter Pettigrew's pot. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew's pot. Right, give me the phone. I'm ringing the author. <laughs> All right, J.K., don't mind rewriting this, do you? All right. Peter Pettigrew's Pots and Walks. Peter Pettigrew's <laughs> Pots and Walks. Much better. Much better. He's looking forward to going back to Hogwarts. We've had a lot of chat about our school days, but I don't think I've ever asked you, did you look forward to going to school? Did you enjoy it? No, I wish I never had to go to school. Everything yeah. that ever happened to me at school was horrible, and I wish I never had to go through it. Uh, I wish I, little island boy, got to, you know, play in the sun. Because I don't think I've ever met a single nice person at school. Uh, everyone was horrible. Uh, and if I could live a life where I didn't have to go through that, I would choose that option. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed going to school. <laughs> <laughs> right, does anybody else have any <coughs> questions from the audience? <laughs> See, I well, I like meet, I like meeting people, I think, and being with friends and stuff, and I like learning. So oh dear, I, I, do you I, like I, meeting horrible people? No, because every more or less every person I've encountered at school was horrible. Every teacher was horrible. If there's any of my teachers listening now crawl up into a ball and die. TL <laughs> <laughs> Well <coughs> do that. Well, I'm glad you elaborated on your already good answer. Mm. Yeah, well, right, fair enough. <laughs> oh dear. But, well, maybe that's why that school got shut down. Not even primary school, even schools in Spain. Oh, every school you've ever been to? Everything was horrible. Have you ever thought maybe it's you that were the problem? No. No. Impossible. Impossible. I'm full of cheer. Just yesterday, I was reminiscing about a bit in the playground. Mm. Where there's some kid who played alone. Mm. And I was like, that kid always plays alone. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for him. So I was this boy, and I was like, hey, Adam. Do you want to play together? That's nice. And he goes, no! Oh, you don't know how to play! Don't like that. That's nasty. Oof. Making me feel like you now. Upset at the world. I'm not upset at the world. It's the, the schools. The three schools you went to. And that little boy at the playground. <laughs> Two letters from Sirius were delivered by large, brightly coloured tropical birds. Hedwig did not approve of these flashy intruders. Hedwig, it's been said before, but I'll say it again, you are a bigot. You are a bigot. Anybody that's different to you, you don't like. Get over it. He was reluctant to let them have water. 
water. <laughs> the lowest level yeah. of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. Hedwig did not think that these tropical birds, who have clearly yeah. flown hundreds of miles to get here, yeah, yeah. for we are not in England is not a tropical island. No. Britain is, UK is not a tropical island. It's not tropical. Right. And he doesn't want them to have water. As you said. There's many safe places they could have landed before they got here. Hedwig, you're a bigot. <laughs> you are a bigot. As Tom said, the lowest echelon of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those tropical birds can forget about having a secure shelter. Those tropical birds can forget about having satisfaction in life and goals and aspirations. Hedwig will not even give you a droplet of water. Not for you, foreign scum. <laughs> <laughs> but this made me laugh. Uh, Sirius Black is like, Harry, I can't write to you and tell you where I am because the letters might be intercepted and I don't want people to know where I'm mm. hiding. Mm. But I will mm. send the letter with a tropical bird native only to Costa Rica. Yeah. Is this rare bird that's only native in this town, <laughs> in the tropics? Mm. What do you think? Well, that's a great point. It's <laughs> a great point, isn't it's it? It's a great point. Um, I don't know how I can add on to that point. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you summed it all up perfectly. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations. Lovely. <laughs> For once, listeners, we have decided not to cut that bit out. After every point I make in every episode, Tom says those lines. He says, thank you. What an excellent point. I cannot add anything to it. And because he repeats it after everything I say, uh, we have to cut it out. We have to edit it. But we thought, nearly 60 episodes in, we'd treat you to that lovely congratulation. Da, 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 da. Congratulations and celebrations when, when we tell everyone that we're in love with you. He writes in the letter to Sirius. Yeah. He writes to say, Dudley's diet isn't going too well. Harry. Yeah. How about you write about yourself? <laughs> Dudley, yeah. right, fair enough. I'd be angry if yeah. I got caught smuggling donuts, right? I cannot say... Because Dudley throws his PlayStation out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot say that I've not thrown things out of a window in anger before. Have you? And I cannot say that I won't do it again. No. Oh, you see, for me, you know, fair enough, Dudley doesn't like being on a diet. He's trying to get a bit of extra food in. But you can't be throwing things out the window, Dudley. <sighs> they need to get Super Nanny in, I reckon, for Dudley. Get Super oh, Nanny in. yeah. A little star chart and a naughty step, and he won't be throwing stuff out the window. Two weeks with Super Nanny, he'll be sorted. Hmm. I find myself watching things like that on TikTok. Right? It'd be like, part one of Super Nanny. Little boy only eats chips. Right? I'm sat watching it. See that clip of the boy tries to run across into traffic? Oh, yeah, and the, the mum's just at her wit's end. But you, I'm watching these programmes, right? But on TikTok... You, You've only got maximum three minutes in a video, right? Mm. And they're putting up a whole episode of Super Nanny in 12 parts, right? I find myself on TikTok, right, watching it. Oh, three minutes of this boy kicking off. Oh, part two, part two. Every episode's available on YouTube. I'm there watching it in 12 bite-sized chunks. 
oh, I wish they put part three up of this. There's no other way of watching it. He turns to Sirius in his letter about uh, Mega Mutilation Part 3, Dudley's favourite video game. Yeah. Be aware, Sirius, that is not <laughs> a real video game. Harry's lying to you. And if he's lying about that, what else is he lying about? Did he really uh, wake up like with from a bad dream? Is his scar really hurting? The boy is a liar. The boy who lied. <sighs> that V should not be in the title of the first ever chapter of the book. Take that V away. It's not the boy who lived. It's the boy who lied. Because he lies in every book. And this one is no different. Mega mutilation. There isn't even a part one. Never mind a part three. Ass. Ass. Fair enough. Tomb Raider. Fair enough. Metal Gear Solid. Fair enough. Crash Bandicoot. Fair enough. Spyro. Mm. There is no Mega Mutilation 3. Sirius Black. And by the way, Sirius, just in case you didn't know, a PlayStation is a computer thingy that you can play games on. Right, hang on. That is more impressive than a lot of things in the Wizarding World. You're telling me that there's a screen and a little remote control where I can do whatever I want. I can run around on adventures and play games. That sounds fascinating why can't the muggles have that too wizards have that too oh the wizards why can't the wizards have that too because if you were a wizard i think you'd still be interested in video games as a concept i think little teenage wizards would want to play call of duty grand theft auto bit fun then let them then let them (laughs) let them have it who's stopping them yeah who is stopping them i'm not stopping them no I think it's bigotry. I think because most of them don't have electricity. Yeah, that'll be it, won't it? But some of them live in like muggle houses, don't they? Amongst muggle communities. So if you're there in Godric's Hollow or Little Angleton or wherever you might be, stick that PlayStation in a main socket and play it. And Harry decides not to mention the dream. He just writes in his letter, with scars hurting serious, what do you think I should do? Mention the dream. It's vitally important. You had a dream about Voldemort and Pettigrew plotting your murder. They've already murdered somebody else. They're doing something to do with the Quidditch World Cup. We're in the wizarding world. It's magic. Shit can happen. Tell Sirius everything. You trust him, don't you? Do you trust him? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder this book is 37 chapters long. At the start of chapter two, Harry wakes up. At the end of chapter two, he's got dressed. (laughs) No wonder it's 37 chapters. How long is it going to be till we get to Hogwarts? The end of chapter four, he's had his cereal now, (laughs) listeners. He's had his cereal. The end of chapter six, he's putting his shoes on to go outside. Chapter seven, waiting for a bus. Well, that was a chapter last book. Waiting for a bus. 37 chapters. Chapter 10. He's asleep now. He's dreaming. Oh, what do you have that first one? What do you have that? That's the first one. He had a dream. Guys, we're just having a 500 page long daily routine. And I hope you're enjoying it. Right. How many little boys tossing and turning in the family? How many (laughs) little boys tossing and turning in bed are you giving this chapter out of five? 
Uh, it was all right, this chapter. Um, for me, I, I don't like the recapping. I, think, I know it's a children's book, but if you don't know Harry's a wizard and if you don't know who Hermione is and Ron, uh, you're reading the wrong book. Um, it was all right. Uh, nothing to write home about. Um, I'm going to give it two little boys tossing and turning in the bed out of five. For me, I loved this chapter for there was no dialogue. It was all description, it was all mm. thoughts, and it was all internal monologue of Harry Potter. Um, we got a real keen insight how he feels about himself, his life at the Dursley's house, and how things are changing for him. I loved it. For that reason, I'm going to give it five little boys <laughs> tossing and turning out of five. Fantastic! Right. Are you ready for this week's enticing segment? Quiz. Quiz, quizzy, quiz, quizzy, quiz, 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 quiz. We're going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy, quiz, quizzy, quiz, 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 quiz. We're going to ask you about Harry Potter Luke's. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Right. Question one. What did Harry eat the night before? A curry. Curry. Right. Question two. Where did Harry imagine Dumbledore running suntan lotion over? Oh, his long, crooked nose. Correct. Mm. Question three. Describe the birds that came to drop off post from oh. Sirius Black. They were large and tropical. Correct. What is Hegwid? Hegwid? Hedwig. <laughs> Hedwig is a, a white owl. False. He's a bigot. Hey, you're not giving me that. That's got to be true. That's false. Is that false? We all know he's a white owl. Uh, he's like, isn't he a white barn owl? Yeah, he's a white... Owl, barn owl. He's a white... <laughs> Hang on. Right, go on. What's the prize? What have I lost because of that? How many questions have I done? Is that four? That was four, yeah. Right, question five. Yeah. What video games... Dudley play. Mega Mutilation Part 3. Correct. So I've not won the quiz. The prize was a £100 gift voucher for a phone call with me. And you're not giving me it because I said Hedwig was a white owl. Well, he's a bigot, isn't he? He is a bigot. Does it? Who's Simon Cowell, a judge on The X Factor? No, he's a man. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) He is a white... He's a white owl. That well, wasn't the question. I'm very... Yes, it was. It was, what is Hedwig? I didn't say, what animal is Hedwig? Do you know what, listeners? To be fair, I'm actually... This is making me feel happy. Because it's taken 59 episodes for me to be genuinely outraged at getting a question wrong. Because <laughs> I feel like it's unjust. So, I'll let it slide this time. But I think we're going to get a lot of angry emails. A lot of angry messages. You're spurring them on. I am, yeah. This is me. This is me encouraging you, listeners. Send in angry messages. I'll read them out next week. Try, try it, listeners. But also, Tom's Terror Army awaken. <laughs> Tom's Terror Army uh, fill Lucas's personal inbox with hate messages. Let's see who will out. <laughs> 
It is now time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Drubbings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Drubbings. What's in a beak this week? Now, we've had a lovely couple of messages. We've had one from Kate on Instagram. Now, Kate says she's a big fan of the podcast, despite the shameful Ron bashing. And shameful? Shame. We're doing it a lot. We agree. Uh, but Harry's been doing it this week. Anyway, uh, she, she came to see the show tonight, and it was brilliant. Thank you for a great night. You two are my new favourite comedians. Piss Fantastic. off, Michael McIntyre. Um, what a lovely message. Thank you so much. Was that Kate? That was Kate, yeah. We've had another lovely message from Betty Blushes on Instagram. Now, Betty Blushes says, I'm listening to the pod from the very beginning and I'm absolutely wetting myself on the daily. My pelvic floor is already ruined. Thank you. My other half always takes the piss out of me for listening to it. Right, other half of Betty Blushes. How dare you ridicule Betty Blushes for listening to something that makes her happy? Do you not want to see your other half happy? Do you not? You're looking at her enjoying yourself and you mock and ridicule. Have a look in the mirror and decide what kind of person you want to be. Ass. Anyway, thanks, Betty Blushes, for your lovely message. Now, oh, we've got to say a massive congratulations to fan of the podcast, listener, Catherine Jackman. Uh, I was at a wedding a few weeks ago, you may recall. But she has been selected to feature in a Harry Potter fan art digital exhibition by the official Harry Potter team for Warner Brothers to celebrate 20 years since the first film. And her art was on, like, the, the front page of this, uh, this amazing thing. Amazing. And uh, you can find out more. Just check out at Wizarding World and Harry Potter Film to see the work and all the other amazing artists that have taken part. Congratulations, Catherine. Brilliant stuff. Now, we've had a message on the website from James Bollington. Thanks for getting in touch, James. JB. JB. He says, hi, guys. I love the podcast. Started three weeks ago and have caught up. Now, that is what we want to hear. What an achievement. <laughs> that is 19 episodes a week. So everything else aside, yeah, yeah, focus on the Potter Vision podcast. <laughs> I can't come into work, for I am sick. Yeah. Sick of not being up to date with the Potter Vision podcast. <laughs> and so I'm lying in bed, yeah. uh, accumulating bed sores, yeah. listening to the pod. Cancel that family barbecue. Forget your Saturday morning big shop. You are behind on the Pottervision podcast. And if anybody's listening here and they are behind on the Pottervision podcast and are Whoa. thinking of going to work tomorrow, how dare you? Ring up sick. Catch up. Ring up sick. Pick up sticks. Eat a little bit of chocolate. Offer dogs back. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> now James said can't wait to see you in Sheffield so you've probably seen us now at Sheffield James hope you enjoyed the gig at Sheffield I wonder if he was one of the boozy boys oh maybe a boozy boy there were some boozy boys there yeah let us know James if you were a boozy boy um, he says he loves how Snape lives in Bradford and we all agree that Hagrid's 
dad comes across as a man with strange desires. Yes. Whatever floats your boat. What? <laughs> I think because uh, is Hagrid's dad a normal man? Oh, Hagrid's dad. Yeah, yeah, Hagrid's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It must sometimes because we've been doing this for sixty weeks. People will make a reference to an episode three months ago that we've forgotten about. But I think he's referring to us talking about Hagrid's dad being into giants. So anyway, here is a question. Oh, I like this. If both you and friend of the show Lewis Shaw were in the Harry Potter series, what type of character would you be? And who would portray you in the films? Ooh. Ooh. I would be the leading man. Yes. I would be portrayed by myself. <laughs> you would be some wormtail type figure portrayed by, let's say, Timothy Spall. Yeah. Uh, Lewis would also be a wormtail figure portrayed by Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. <laughs> Do you think otherwise? No. I completely agree. <laughs> Thank you for your question. And now we must welcome three new babies into the world of our Patreon. Let me prepare these lips of mine. Oh, he's got the chapstick out. Mm. He's rubbing them together. He's got his cherry lipstick. Now, our new patrons, we must congratulate Happy Toast, who is a brand new baby Draco. And Happy Toast also gave us a lovely five-star review. So thank you very much, Happy Toast. We must also welcome Jack Robertson. Hang on a moment. What? Oh, sorry. Happy toast. Let me take you into my arms. Happy toast. Jack Robinson's turn. Jack Robinson. Get ready. You are a baby Harry. Welcome to you, Jack Robertson. Jack Robinson, I'm placing my hands under your arms. <laughs> I'm lifting you into the air, showing you to the world, bringing you down. We hope you enjoyed that, Jack Robertson. And finally, we must welcome... Did I say Robinson or Robertson? Uh, I don't It was like a mixture of the two. But mm. It's Robertson. Jack Robertson. Jack Robertson. <laughs> we kiss you again. And finally, we must welcome a new baby Hermione to the world. It's Zoe Lockwood. Zoe Lockwood, I am spinning you in a circle. Everyone is laughing and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you in my arms and no, 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 no. Lovely. Thank you so much to all of our new patrons. And if anyone wants to join us, we've got 18 bonus episodes of the pod. There's merch available. There's the Ocho. DSE Ocho. We've got uh, key rings, stickers, posters, shout outs on the pod, personalised videos. There's all sorts of stuff. Our 2019 live show is there to watch. episodes of Double Vision. Double Vision is where we talk about other Harry Potter things. We go through the films. Yep. We go through some of the additional books. And I've been listening to them. They're funny. <laughs> They're funny. They are not safe for work. No. Sometimes. Yeah, there's, they're, they're sometimes a little bit more naughty than our normal yeah. podcast. Also, we reveal deeper, darker secrets yeah. about our own lives through that podcast. But, you know, not for you, it's not for you. But have a look. <laughs> <laughs> but have a look. See what see what you fancy. See, what, see what you fancy. Ba, 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 ba. Congratulations, Congratulations and celebrations. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with us again, we'd love to read out your comments. Uh, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And also, uh, you can just talk to us on the website, pottervision.com. 
Hedwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. As we've just said, check out the website, pottervision.com. There's a Patreon, loads of bonus content. Follow us on social media. Give us a five-star review if you've not already. It helps bump us up the listings for the podcast and gets us more of you lovely listeners. Also, we have finished for 2021 in terms of the tour, but we have got a load of dates in the new year. We're going to Brighton, we're going to Birmingham, we're going to Telford, we're going to Manchester, we're going to London, we're going to Leeds, we're going to Leicester, we're going to Denby, we're going to Swansea, and there's one that I've forgotten. Oh yeah, we're going to Belfast in Northern Ireland. So please, uh, if you enjoyed that offensive accent, please come and see us there. Next week, we're on episode 60. It's our Diamond Jubilee episode. And it's chapter three of The Goblet of Fire, The Invitation. You have been the nation's favourite Tom Lawrence. And you have been a bouncing birthday baby boy, Lucas Kirkby. Happy birthday, fella. Thank you. Goodbye. Motivation.